guys. It's video vampires. It is video vampires. It's still, um, you know, we're still locked under lockdown, so we apologize for how shitty this is gonna sound. But um, I think it's gonna be okay. I, I, I think our last episode wasn't that bad, considering that we both have, like, older computers, and that we're all just trying to work it out. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine, yeah. guys. Yeah, you'll get over it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Jess, uh, I mean, nobody's been watching, nobody's been going to the movie theater, so what have you been watching? I know, it sucks. It, it really does suck i miss the movies so much me too i was like going and getting popcorn and getting a drink and finding my seat and being excited and trailers like god i fucking miss the movies so much and i go all the time so you know if you listen to our past episodes i'm usually the one who is like always at the movies like i go a couple times a week and it's just been really rough for me yeah <laughs> um so I've, I've been watching stuff though like um Movie, which is my favorite app, um, got a trauma release, yeah. uh, which is really funny because you have a lot of movie snobs on movie and you can read all their ratings. Uh, so people do not like the trauma movies. I do, however. So I watch Blood Sucking Freaks, um, <laughs> which is it's so good. Oh, it's yeah. like so cheesy and so good. But you know, obviously, um, it got a lot of flack for its time. I think it was 1976. Uh, when it came out and the funniest thing that I found about this movie in the trailers were that they cut the movie uh, in the trailer in the trivia uh, was that they cut the movie for a rated R rating it is not rated R and then they sent out during the release um, they actually sent out the full copy um, and no one noticed until people started complaining about the film so I thought that was really great yeah that it was great on purpose that they were just like nah fuck y'all you're gonna get this movie and it, it is it's really so much fun there's um, a biography Corey. on the lead out there <laughs> on on I've I've almost picked it up a few times. Uh, oh really? Yeah, it's a it, you know you can get it at book you can look it up on you know you can get it at a bookstore. I would definitely go to your local bookstore and get it. You know, but like yeah, it's it's definitely there's a bio there's a a biography of the the lead actor that dude you know in the movie. So um, also uh, I think uh, Romeo and Juliet is also on movie right now and they'll be cycling. Um, in and out movies it's funny because i saw on linkedin um funny enough that uh sony and movie worked out a deal and i was a little scared at first because there's like not a ton of mainstream american movies that show up on movie which is kind of what i like because i have so many other options yeah and i was scared that this was gonna add a more mainstream approach uh to it but it hasn't yet so we'll see um and then i've been watching um Oh, yeah, I watched The Last Man on Earth, um, which is the original. I'm not sure if we talked about it last time. Vincent Price? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It it stands up really well, considering everything that's happening. Sure. Um, you know, I really wanted to watch um, I Am Legend again, even though I know it's bad. Like, I remember seeing it in the movie theater with Will Smith, the mm-hmm. one that came out not mm-hmm. too long ago. And uh, well, actually, like, early 2000s. And it was so bad that I never watched it again, and I promised myself that I wouldn't do it. But I kind of want to now, just to see how ultimately bad it is, and then to also see um, how the CGI aged. You mean years. you mean the I Am Legend movie that they made that didn't like that changed so much that the even the title of the fucking movie doesn't make any sense anymore? 
Yeah, exactly. They changed the entire ending, which is so stupid. Um, also, they have these like CGI vampire zombie things that are so stupid looking. They're yeah. so dumb. Um, but I, I did want to rewatch. I wanted to watch kind of like everything in that series. The Last Man on Earth and Omega Man. I love Omega Man. That's one of my favorites. Um, Charlton Heston. Yeah. Um, and then I want to talk about a few shows that I've been watching because I really haven't been watching a ton of movies, but I've been watching shows like it's my fucking job. So um, I don't know if you're a Westworld watcher. No, not anymore. Oh, my God. But that's so annoying. It's so annoying that people because I get all right. The second season is kind of boring. I rewatched it. It's not terrible. It has its moments, but it has some of the parts just drag on and they drag the story on. The season is so much better than last season. I, I seriously love it. It's got this ugh, last episode was like so great. Mickey, I think you'd really like it. All right. Um, it's got, I, I've been talking about it, but it's got this like Neo Los Angeles um, future, but there's still a lot like future feels, but it's also a lot of like real footage of the street. So they've been driving around Los Angeles and you recognize everything, but it's obviously in the future. It's sick. It's so sick. Everyone's awesome in it. I love um, this storyline that they're going for. Uh, it, looks cool the soundtrack is cool like this season of westworld I'm, I'm seriously into all right and then another show that i've been watching which has kind of like a comparable storyline a little bit is devs um which is the alex garland show yeah. um, which is honestly incredible and we're coming up to the last episode uh this week and i'm really fucking sad about it because it's just a really beautiful series um and then also something new is tales from the loop on amazon hmm uh, so Tales from the Loop is really cool. It's it's like this small town mentality, but sci-fi show. So it's kind of like Black Mirror and like a small town mixed together. And so it's um, the same set of stories, reoccurring characters from all around the town, but um, it doesn't follow like just one family. It's it's many in this town. Um, I've only watched a few first few episodes. The first episode was all right, and then the second episode I really liked. Um, it, it's got that creepy, creepy feel, creepy science fiction. Um, it's like futuristic past type of feel, uh, but it's pretty, pretty sick. And then my comfort food, um, show that I've been rewatching is Angel. <laughs> um, now listen, people, this was, this show was like early 2000s. Um, it's so good. <laughs> hey, I will say this. You know how I feel about Buffy. I actually, I dug the few episodes I saw of Angel, though. I really dug that show. That was more of my speed. It's great. It's like, okay, so I'm in the third season now, which is much better than the first two seasons. And now we're getting into actual storylines. Um, it's set in Los Angeles. So also they're going to places I know and they're covering a lot. So I didn't realize this probably at the time, but there's a lot of like, uh, they talk about the police brutality there. They talk about being black in Los Angeles and they go over, um, a lot of different, um, type of of stories uh in angel that i don't think i realized when the show was actually on and now looking back i can reflect and be like oh wow this show is actually very los angeles so um i've been really enjoying diving back into angel it's it's like super cheesy but it's like funny and like just kind of corny enough to where it's like super enjoyable what about you what have you been doing um so um I've been, uh, aside from trying to avoid having a nervous breakdown, I've, uh, my wife, like I, I mentioned this in the last episode, my wife and I, have, I've been planning these Friday night, um, movie nights where I, um, 
I, you know, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll play a movie on the projector, but I'll like, I'll try to do like videos that are kind of like thematic to like the movie we're going to watch, you know, like, um, like just found, you know, just fo- I curated some footage from, you know, all over. And, um, so we watched Nomads, which is that weird Pierce Brosnan movie I was talking about that like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I really, I really, again, I strongly recommend people check that movie out because it is fucking weird and it is fucking awesome, and I love it. Um, uh, and it, it's you know it's got some flaws, but I mean I, I'm also like you know we were mentioning you were mentioning Angel. I'm a big fan of like L.A. You know, kind of how we are about New York. I, I feel that way about Los Angeles, where I like when I see a movie that doesn't go use the same, um, you know, the kind of like the stock Los Angeles like. The La La Land, Los Angeles, you know, landmarks, yeah. you know? I like when I'm like, oh, you know, like, that's, oh, shit, that's Santa Monica, or, that, oh, that's this street, you know? Like, I um, I really dig that, and that's what Nomads is, you know, for all of its, you know, bizarreness, there's also, it is a very much an L.A. film. And then, um, so we watched that, um, and then we watched, um, you know, kind of speaking when we are talking about New York and everything, we, we, my wife and I both watched, this was not a part of our Friday night routine, but we just... I just happened to be watching it, and we just uh, we watched together. But a uh, Maniac Cop, which was um, it, oh, yes. yeah, which was directed by William Lustig, who did Maniac, and written by Larry Cohen, who did God Told Me So. Uh, God Told Me To. So, um, you know, it's just a, it's a great little like it, it's a re- completely ridiculously awesome like I want to say th- horror thriller. Um, it's not very scary. It's not entirely thrilling, but it's just a lot of fun to watch. Um, and it's just kind of ridiculous. Hmm? Oh, I was going to say, I'm still really interested to see how Ruffin's going to do with that. Yeah, me too. I, me too. I hope he kind of embraces the 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 ridiculousness of it and instead of trying to make it like this, like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm a big fan of Nicholas Wine Ruffin, but, like, I just don't want it to be, like, I don't want it to be too real, like, his version of, like, realistic. I want it to be as far out there as it already is, you know? Um but, uh, you know, we watched Maniac Cop, and then um, our last Friday's movie was, um, I showed my wife, because she had never seen this before, and we did this on the projector, and I did a bunch of videos, um, Assault on Precinct 13, which... Oh, Kate has never seen it? No, and, 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 you know, I haven't watched it in four years, five years, maybe. Uh, really? Yeah, it's been a while since I watched it. I love it. I mean, it's... and, and But it's every time I watch that movie, I'm always reminded of how... I mean... Assault on Priest 13 is basically Rio Bravo and Night of the Living Dead combined. And yeah. but, so it, it's already, it's kind of like two different movies. It's it's paying homage to two different movies, whereas <clears throat> Assault on Priest 13 itself has been, you know, referenced so many things. Like when you're watching it, like there's even a line of dialogue where, you know, she says, you know, I've only got two bullets left. Should I save it for us? And he's like, no, save it for the next two people that that get in your you know get in your face, and I'm like, oh my god, that's right, that's from that's exactly the line where from Dust Till Dawn got that line. Not to mention the fact that he's fucking wearing one of the characters in, in From Dust Till Dawn is wearing an Assault on Precinct 13 shirt. So, you know, go figure. But um, we watched that. Um, that was so a lot good. of fun. That's like one of my favorite soundtracks too. Like it's, in that car where they're in the car, and then it goes boom, ba na na. Yeah, it's so good it like i get like jammed up on it's, it i'm it's like ah, yeah <laughs> arguably my favorite carpenter theme you know just because it's so simple but it's like you you know and so is the movie the movie is a very simple yeah you know it's it, i mean jesus christ pretty much one location you know um which i love and, and i think it's very fitting for the 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 time that we're in 
this Friday we're going to be watching on um, the projector. We're going to watch the original Poltergeist. Um, my wife has no idea about this, by the way. Like, this is just, I'm the one who's, like, picking these movies and, like, kind of springing them on her. Um, like, we were watching, well, before we watched Assault and Priest 13, I had this, like, video, a bunch of compilations of clips and everything, and she's like, man, you're showing a lot of John Carpenter stuff, because I showed, like, the music video for Christine that he did, like, a year or two, a year or two ago, and I showed the the the, re- the convenience store scene and They Live, and, like, she's like, wow, there's a lot of Carpenter here. It was, it was a divide between Carpenter footage and, like, lot of police footage you know or uh-huh. police police themed like cartoons mcgruff you know um take a bite out of crime shit and like you know i found a bunch of weird like uh commercials that like psas that actors and musicians did for the los angeles county sheriff's department you know that was a lot of fun um so like danny elfman talking about how you should you shouldn't do drugs and and martin cove the guy the the, the evil coach from karate kid encouraging uh-huh. people to volunteer to you know to be part of the you know deputies uh, it's just ridiculous shit so um I, d- I did we did that and then um i i one thing that i wanted to point out to people was that uh you know there's a lot of different like again like you know small businesses and companies and all these things that like you know really need help right now and if you can it's great um uh, one i want to call out is uh specifically is agfa which is the american genre of film archive and um they, uh, for a donation of a dollar, you can download, they basically curated this, like, kind of did what I was doing, you know, with the, you know, I've done with the, the Friday, um, the Friday Night Movies of My Wife, and what's, what, um, Cinematic Void is still doing on, on Friday nights via, you know, obviously a remote where they're, like, you know, curating a bunch of footage and then showing a movie. Agfa did, like, a little, like, half hour, you know, clip of, like, um, fa- you know, footage that they've curated. A lot of it was the USA's Up All Night award show. Um, yes. but it's a dollar donation and it goes to a nonprofit that's fucking, let's face it, is fucking rad and, and necessary, you know, cause a lot of times when you watch these awesome movies that we, we cover, you know, in, you know, like a theater like the Egyptian, which I miss so terribly right now. Um, a lot of those prints are coming from Agfa, you know? Um, so they're doing a really awesome job, you know, preserving these movies and, and making sure that they're available for theaters to rent. So, um, you know, definitely check them out. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, uh, next week is uh, Joe Bob's coming back, um, which, oh, I'm, which I'm very excited about. Um, it's exactly what I need uh, right now. Um, yeah, unfortunately, we got more bad news. I know we just talked about Stuart Gordon, and then this yeah. week, um, what is it? I might butcher his name. Um, Nobi- Nobiko? Yeah. Uh, Obayashi, who was the director of House, and yeah. this prominent Japanese director, has passed away. Um, so we're just losing people left and right, like, bam, bam, bam. Um, unfortunately it was sad, uh, you know, when anyone influential passes, especially in the horror genre, because, you know, sometimes you feel they're typically underappreciated except for the people who love the genre. That's true. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to mention that really quick and since we had covered, but man, like this fucking year sucks. (laughs) Yeah, it does suck. It really does. I hate it. Which is why I'm really excited for uh, Joe Bob to, you know, because I just, like I said, I need that. I need that right now. Um, and I'm like already making plans for like movie nights I'm going to have with like friends and stuff like that. Once we get this whole thing under control and everything, like I'm just like, so like, you know, this is the way I look where like staying home and watching movies and like, you know, whatever is what I do normally, but I usually have a yeah. choice, you know? And now it's like, I, I've, 
I've since lost that choice. So, um, yeah, same. Like I love to stay at home when I know I can go out, but yeah. now that I can't go out at all, it sucks. <laughs> right. Right. I like, again, like now I got like nothing to go out to. Absolutely. But, you know, I get like, mo- I get emotional thinking about the Egyptian the arrow, you know, um, like all these theaters that I love. I mean, I could, I mean, honestly, I could care less about Arclight. I don't care if they ever reopen yeah, but, or not. But Arclight, it has like the dome, especially for Los Angeles. It's historic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it's got incredible picture and sound. Like if you've ever seen a movie at the dome, you know, it's worth the ticket, you know, the ticket price. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of great theaters, you know, secret movie club. They've been setting up, um, like uh, viewing parties, yeah. you know, for a few dollars, everyone can join and watch the movie, which is really cool. Um, same with a lot of others. So if yeah. you have a theater, you know, check out their Instagram or socials and just see if they're doing anything cool and how you can support them. Yeah. Um, I know arena cine lounge is selling popcorn, you know, that they'll send to you so you could like grub hub some freshly pop popcorn or whatever i don't know um so th- they're just doing different things they're trying to survive like, like yeah. everybody else and not just theaters like i said like even people who put on like you know sh- like cinematic void who puts often puts on shows at the egyptian they're doing a thing on friday nights where they're you know you can stream and you can watch like that you know so you yeah. know all it's, it's it's really cool to see like I, I i one thing about you were saying about the horror genre and how like you know directors often get overlooked you know hard directors in the horror genre get, often get overlooked this whole crisis that's going on has made me really proud to be a part of like a horror, the horror genre because I feel like at least the horror genre and the horror fans have really been like keeping their shit together and like making it so like we can still like enjoy things with each other even if we can't be around each other. There's a lot of like cool shit, um, yeah. that, you know, that it makes me, I'm like, man, I, I feel pretty proud to be a part of this family, you know, whereas like everybody else is completely having meltdowns. I, you know, um, which I am too, but I mean, like, again, I'm still like, oh, I can always just turn to this and it's still there and it exists and yeah, I'm happy. And I, I'm, can, yeah. I can watch my shitty ghost ship and feel a little better. Ghost ship? More like ghost shit. I, I can't believe I didn't say that at all. Like, I think it's because it was your birthday and I was like, I'm going to just be as, I mean, I, like I said, I still hold to what I said before. There was moments in it that I actually really enjoyed. Um, yeah. But, um. And a completely, I would almost say a complete 180 from Ghost Ship. Um, we did uh, the movie we were about to talk about. Yeah, we did Possession. And wow, that's yeah. all I have to say right now. But uh, I wanted to do this movie for a long time. And it's really hard to get in America or like hard to view. It's not streaming anywhere. Um, the Egyptian did show it. Um, I unfortunately missed a screening. It might have been during Beyond Fest um, or, you know, one of the other uh, circuits that, that came around um, at the Egyptian. But I know it played there. And unfortunately, I missed it. Um, I wish I got to see it in the theater because uh, this movie is just holy fucking shit. Yeah. Um, I can't believe also it took me so long to see it. What incredible performances yeah. um, from both Sam Neill and uh, what's Isabella Ajani. Yeah, like, she's incredible. No wonder she won, you know, Best Female Lead um, at the Cannes uh, Festival for this movie. But, you know, if if you don't know, you know, the synopsis is, you know, a man and he's a spy or or whatever. He comes home from a long time away and uh, his wife tells him that she wants a divorce. 
divorce and then they go through this whole mirage of, of feelings and, and whatever. And then until he finds out like, are you sleeping with other people, whatever. And then he finds out the truth and it's so fucking crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. That subway scene is so good. Yeah. I mean, don't, yeah, let's, I don't want to get, that's certainly this, it's, it's, I, it's one I'm of the, I'm not saying anything. I'm yeah. Saying it's iconic. I mean, you, yeah. also, when you look at other movies, you see the pull, like, we've talked about angst um, or fear and how much Gaspar Noé pulled from from that, but when you look at this subway scene, you're like, okay, I see this in a lot of other yeah. people. Again, like, what an underrated fucking movie. And not, it, it's, it's weird because, like, I feel like at the Cannes Film Festival, you can show horror movies and they'll get the appropriate awards for them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um for some people uh and then it's overlooked anywhere else like i feel like uh she should have got more words for her performance in this because I, I feel like it's just great yeah i mean like well here's the thing too is that like it's weird because like yes possession's a horror movie but also it's it's kind of not it's kind of a melodrama about the first i'd say the first hour of it is just kind of this and i, and I mean this Everything I'm going to say about this movie, I know it's going to sound like I'm being negative, but I'm out. I loved this fucking movie. But the first hour is pretty ponderous, and it's just, it's basically just like this, you know, we get hints of something going on, but really it's just like, up oh, here's a divorce, here's a marriage that's gone to shit. And then the last hour, that it's like a pretty much a two hour movie. That last hour is like fucking insanity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, but I think it's like, I, I think it's really interesting because I feel like, you know, Possession makes a really good double feature with The Brood, um, you know, which is a Cronenberg film about, you know, yeah. a divorce slash, you know, marriage, breaking up, whatever. And, and also the effect that it has on children and the weird body horror that emerges from it. But The Brood is a little bit more, like, overt about being a horror movie, whereas I feel like Possession, like, takes its time getting there. Um, you know, that being said. Hmm? Yeah, I was going to say, I like that. I like that the whole first part, you're like, is this just like oh, a terrible argument that we're watching this married yeah. couple have the entire time? Which I feel like most people can can reminisce about. I think Sam Neill had called it his his favorite performance of all time, and it, it is sure. great. All the characters in it are are really great too, and how they interact with each other is just it's just perfect. And I like that it takes its time, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, this is fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Isabella Johnny, like, I, you know, I really, it's weird because, like, it's like if you take her performance in um, Herzog's Nosferatu remake and you, like, crank it up to 11, that's what this performance, I mean, it's like, she is, like, the aggro Shelley Duvall in The Shining. You know what I mean? Like, she is, like, I mean, it's, it, in all, I mean, like, absolutely, the subway scene is one of the most creepiest and most disturbing and most fucking insane scenes I've seen in any movie whether in recent history or in general. I mean, that movie, that, that scene, like, you know, especially considering that, like I said, like the first hour of the movie, you're like, oh, okay, this is just, okay, so they're, they're, you know, they're, because she wants a divorce. Oh, there's another guy that she was hooking up with, this really hilariously obnoxious fucking douchebag. This Euro dude, I fucking loved him. I, I did too. Open shirt, the, the karate, I loved it. I, yeah. I loved his character in it. Heinrich? It was, yes, it made it, it made it light and then also scarier. Yeah. At it, the same time. And he's absolutely. A great character. But also just like a what a weird character because like he's such a garbage human being and like you like you feel like you don't just feel for Sam Neill that he's like he's been you know, his wife has been sleeping with this fucking asshole. But you almost feel like you think about every time like you've been slighted for somebody else and you're like because you look at that person, you're like, This guy? 
And that's what I love about that character is that he's so like he's so ridiculous that you say to yourself like, wait, that guy like. There's so many good scenes in this movie too that aren't horror scenes, but that are horror scenes. Like yeah. the flashback when um she's teaching her her ballet oh, class. Oh God, yeah. Uh, what a like. For a minute, I think my jaw dropped, and I was like, wow, like, wow, what a scene. Um, the whole argument scene um, at the restaurant is really great uh, when they're on opposite sides of the table. Also, there's, like, great um, camera work in there. So my favorite was when Sam Nail's talking, from, and he's naked from torso up, uh. and then the camera spins around with him, but it um, extends to show his whole ass. It's so – it's such a great – great part where he yeah. like flips around but it's it's still one cut it's it's really good this movie i think might be one of my favorites that we've done so far for sure yeah i mean it's it's um and you know you mentioned sam neil it's like one of the things i like about sam neil in this movie is that like in in a lot of movies i'm not saying that sam neil can't play a good guy because he obviously can you know like jurassic park in the mouth of madness but all of those characters, when anytime he's playing a good guy, he's playing it with like there's a little bit of like a, a a little bit of a bad guy in there. He's got a little bit of menace in there. There's a little bit of like a kind of like a dickheaded you know delivery sometimes, and 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 the same thing kind of the in the inverse as when he plays a bad guy, which he, I feel like he does a lot, like you know like the Omen Three or like you know mm-hmm. uh, God, I mean how many other movies? I mean Event movies? Horizon. <laughs> yeah, Event Horizon, right. But Event Horizon, he's more of, like, a victim, I feel. But, like, even still, like, he's got a little bit of a good guy in him. So what I like about his performance in this movie is that it's split down the middle, where it's, like, there are things that he does and says in this movie that are fucking horrifying and awful. Like, and I don't mean horrifying as in, like, scary. I mean, like, horrifying as in, like, what a terrible person, you know? And then the other hand, you see, like, there's parts of him that are, like, really, like, understandable and relatable, where you're, like, what a... I totally get where this guy's coming from, and I really think... I think she's fantastic. Like again, the subway scene just completely oh takes you off guard. Yeah. You're, you know, you talk about jaw dropping. That movie, that scene's in, and there's no dialogue, but it's it's powerful. Whereas I feel like Sam Neill also deserves a lot of credit for like he's got to like he's got to play the straight man in this movie who also loses his mind at periodically. Um, that's a really tough uh, tough role to play, and I really dig that. Um, I mean, I think I, I really do feel like everybody involved in this movie is just fantastic. But, you know, obviously the two leads are just... And Isabella Johnny playing, like, there's a lot of um, aspects of this movie that deal with duality and, and yeah. you know, and, and so, you know, she plays... And this isn't really a spoiler because it's not. She plays two characters. She plays the wife. She plays the kid's teacher. And it's like, but she plays them completely different. And it's a really pretty amazing, um, you know... Uh, performance on her part, and then Sam Neill is just fucking. You know, like I said, he's got a he's got a really tough job to play like this this guy who's got his shit together, who is losing his shit because of all this crazy shit going on in his life. You know, um, I really, really, I really like, think that. I, I think I. I mean, I've this is the first and the time I've watched it, so like everything is still new and fresh and exciting in it, but I, I really did love everything in it. You know, the color scale is really good. You know, she's always in blue yeah. and everyone else is wearing muted colors except for Heinrich. I, uh, It's great. And like in the end scenes, he's wearing white. Like I just really loved it. I really like everything about this movie. And it, it's like one of those movies that I feel like I wish I saw it earlier in my lifetime. <laughs> sure. You know, when you're like, fuck, if I saw this at like this point, like who knows what I would have like created or done or, you know, with that influence. But it's fucking, it is really great. Like what a great movie. 
and uh, it was banned, obviously. Sure. It was banned uh, in a lot of places, I think the UK, Germany, and we've talked about, you know, some of their restrictions in a lot of countries that we've done, uh, but this was one of the films that was banned, and I get why, but also I'm totally against uh, any forms of censorship. I don't get, I mean, I, I, I can, maybe in 1981, I can get why. But, like, at this point, the fact that this movie does not have a bigger, really, this is not a very easy movie to find, you know? and like It's not, which sucks, because yeah. I want the world to see it. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> it, it's it's doable. Like, you have to, you know, you have to do some finagling. Do not watch, I, I can't imagine a, what, what, what has been cut out of this movie that, you know, because we saw the uncut version, um, but I, I, you know, it's like, I, I, the fact that, like, the movies like this, and Ken Russell's The Devils, like, I don't understand why neither of those movies, these two movies are more accessible, more widely accessible now, especially considering what has come out since, you know, yeah. like, how is, like, and I, I don't give a shit if people like this movie or dislike this movie, I'm not, you, you know, I'm not make you passing a judgment on but how can a movie like Hostel 1 or Hostel 2 have you know was, get, a, get a, yeah. exist and yet this movie can't fucking you know get a proper release you know what i mean yeah i, w- I was you know thinking about that i was like oh in in other things with that you watch now and you're like okay this was I mean, it, it's good because it shows the signs of our times is not completely ridiculous yet. <laughs> um, no. That we're just censoring everything, but some things like I, I know you don't particularly care for uh, Von Trier, but um, the house that Jack built, the difference between that the rated R version and and the uncut version is is very small amount of time. Um, because I saw both versions, and I don't really understand why one got one rating and the other got another when it's the same scene, it's just a little extended, but, you know, whatever makes fucking these dildos feel better, I guess. Right. But yeah, this is probably one of my favorite films. Like, what an incredible watch. I really wish um, I could have seen it in the theater. I really hope that when this is over that... This will be shown again, which I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will have a run, you know, at the Egyptian or, or et cetera. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's 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 not. A, I mean, here's things. My wife was like, "Oh, how did you know?" Because like she was, she's like, "Oh, what did you think of the movie?" She didn't, you know, obviously she didn't watch it with me, and I was like, you know, I was like, "Well, it's it's a hard movie to say like, oh, I had a fun time watching it." It's if you're, you know, I didn't. It's a really, it's a depressing movie. It's really dark, oh, and yeah. it's it's a it's a um, it's not easy movie to, to digest, but. It's worth no. it, you know. And even the director, um, uh, whose Polish name Zwalski, mm-hmm. um, uh, had said that he was going through a divorce. I think when he was, <laughs> which is very apparent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Same thing with the Brood, Cronenberg. You know, it's like yeah, exactly. And and this is and this is another thing which I love about horror is like some things you know they're just so like marriage story compared to this it's like right you know like people give it give credit but like they don't also see this side of it um which i feel like again just underrated under rewarded um it's just what a perfect movie it really is right um I agree. I agree. I think I definitely think think everyone should go see it or find it. If you are a downloader, if you're a torrenter, you know where to find it because it's out there. Um, If not, then you're shit out of luck. (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, if you, if you, you know, if you've got a region free Blu-ray player, then, you know, or DVD player, then you can definitely find like, you know, a, um, 
a, like a European region, like a region two or whatever, like copy. So definitely do that, you know, or like maybe you can even find a region free. I mean, like I, I think this is a movie that like is it will the the search will be rewarded. Worth, yeah. yeah, the juice is worth a squeeze, bruh. I've never ever ever heard that expression before, but I really like it. You've never heard that? No, you know. In fact, if, if I were you, I would have just taken complete credit for it. But yeah, now I, I know that you it. didn't. You Everyone know. who's listening, I came up with that saying just so you know. <laughs> From a movie, I know what movie it is too, and I don't even want to say it. Oh. I do want to follow him on social media because he's such a fucking dork. Uh, but it's from the girl next door. If you've never seen it, which is a fun uh, couch time movie. You know, comfort food movie. Have you ever seen it, Mickey? No, thank. Obviously, I haven't because if I had, I would go. Oh, that was that's the line from that movie. But um, um it's uh, it's really funny. Timothy Oliphant is in it, and he plays like this porn director, Emil Hirsch. Uh, isn't it? And it's a, it's a like a dorky like early two thousands comedy about like how this dude falls in love with the girl next door, but she does porn, and then you know <laughs> that's it. He finds out about it, and they go on like a bunch of adventures, porn adventures. Cool. Yeah, it's good. Anyway, comfort food, possession, and uh, porn adventures. Yay. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. And like, uh, yeah, I mean, I. I I don't know what else to say. Um, you know, I, mean, I I'll, I'll shout out um, torrent people. I I've said it before, but uh, Warner Herzog told me I could download and share, so I'm going to. Um, if you guys torrent, hit me up, and I'll send you the link to download uh, that movie. Also, shout out to uh, Handbrake for allowing me to compress this movie to send it to you um and others so yeah uh, shout out to all the people that we've mentioned secret movie club cinematic yeah. void um i even think that the old cine family black card social was getting together and doing things and, and showing some movie because you know they're all still i'm um, very anti in a family yeah. uh but there's still a, vi- a very big community there um and yeah check out you know your other theaters and and just see how you can help if you can yeah and then um yeah find us you know like check us out on instagram also like fuck i i gotta throw this out there since we you know you know um you and i are both on we both are on nintendo switch we both have friday 13th i would love for people to hit us up and uh Get some, oh, hell yeah. Especially with all this downtime, so, um, yeah. Yeah, if you get a Nintendo Switch, um, message us your friend codes and we'll add you. We For, will. Fuck yeah, sure. I agree. All right. Not doing anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I think that concludes our episode. Anyway, it does Possession conclude. is fucking, it's fucking tops, dude. It's like a great movie. Yep, and, uh, yeah, find it and, uh, let us know what you think and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you about it then. Okay. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Beyond the realm of human desire, there is a darkness. And that's why I'm with you. Because you say I for me. Love opens to absolutely unknown horizons. Isabella Johnny, the internationally acclaimed actress in her most explosive, controversial role. Ah! Sam Neill. Heinz Bennett. 
two men and a woman no man could ever possess. Special visual effects by Academy Award winner Carlo Rambaldi. Mortal terror. Inhuman ecstasy. Soon you will know the meaning of possession. It wasn't even human. <laughs>